Welcome to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian Podcast. This is your weekly discussion of all things vegan and vegetarian in Toronto. My name is Jeanette and I'm joined today by another full house. We have Steve and Christina and John. Everyone wave hello. Hi. Hello. And we are volunteers with the Toronto Vegetarian Association, otherwise known as the TVA. We come to you every week from the offices of the TVA and heard on CGRU 1280 AM The Scope, Ryerson's campus and community station. And if you don't know, the TVA's mission is to inspire people to choose a healthier, greener, and more compassionate lifestyle through plant-based eating. And on today's episode, we have another interview to talk about the Veg Food Fest, which is coming up. It's the weekend after Labor Day. It's going to be September 7th, 8th, and 9th. And on today's show, we have Amy Symington, and she's going to be doing a presentation on Saturday, September 8th at 8 o'clock at the Lakeside Terrace as part of Veg Food Fest. Her talk is called Transitioning to a Healthful, Balanced, Plant-Based Diet. So Chef Amy Symington is a nutrition professor and research associate at George Brown College, and she's going to be discussing vegan nutrition and how to confidently and healthfully transition to a plant-based diet. She's going to have samples from new and popular cookbooks uh, that will be demonstrated and shared, so don't miss out. And we have Amy with us on the line now. Hi, Amy. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us. We're really excited that you're going to be appearing at Veg Food Fest this year, and this is your first appearance. It is my first appearance, and I'm very, 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 very excited. Um, I've attended in the past, but yeah, this is the first time, I'll, first chance I'll get to uh, actually yeah, do a little demonstration. Perfect. So let's get to know you a little bit. Um, can you tell us your vegan origin story? Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so I, uh, going way back, I grew up actually on a uh, beef and dairy farm. Um, we always grew our own food, uh, always knew where it came from. Um, I was always more partial to vegetables, believe it or not. Um, and just growing up, uh, I was I was really yeah really more into fruits and vegetables, legumes, nuts, whole grains, that sort of thing. Always very interested in nutrition. Uh, then I went to university, did a little bit of my own research, met my now husband, who's actually been vegetarian his whole life. Um, yeah, and just kind of slowly trans- transitioned to a vegetarian diet, and that was about oh goodness th- thirteen years ago. And about seven years ago, we transitioned fully to a, a vegan diet and haven't really looked back. I should say now my my dad, who still runs the farm, it's just the they just they just do cash crops, so it's no longer a beef and dairy farm. They actually grow soy, uh, corn, and wheat, and he's mostly plant based now too. So there you go. <laughs> Wait, does that have something to do with your influence? Yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> my my influence and uh, and his wife's influence for sure. Okay. <laughs> We hear uh, that's kind of a common thing of some of our guests. It's like they grew up in a very, very like meat heavy yeah. background and then slowly kind of came out of that. And then now they're trying to get their, their families on board too. So, um, but you also, uh, you're not just vegan, but you work as a chef and a nutritionist. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about how you, how you came to that? Most definitely. Yeah. So I'm a nutrition professor and chef at George Brown College. I also am a research associate for their food innovation research studio there. So anything nutrition and food related, I'm kind of their lady. 
but also um, I'm kind of the, the token plant-based chef. They have some continuing ed courses in the evenings but um, that are vegetarian-related, but I'm their, their kind of go-to plant-based lady. Um, so, yeah, I went, I did actually, I did culinary school at George Brown College way back in the day. Um, and then from there on, actually before that, I, I studied at Queen's University. I did something completely unrelated. Uh, I did film and media and drama, all the while interested in nutrition and cooking. Um, I've been cooking since I've been very, very small. And then after Queen's did George Brown College, and then after George Brown College, I did a master's of, in applied human nutrition uh, in Oxford and came back and then just kind of reached out to some of my my mentors saying I'm back and I'd really love to be in this industry specifically focusing on chronic disease prevention and uh yeah kind of the rest is history I I I now work at George Brown College I teach for three different departments the culinary department of course the um health sciences and the the general education department yeah and I love it I absolutely love it it's a a great place to work Mm -hmm. Hi, Amy. I, my question for you is, what would a typical day look like for you when you're at George Brown? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so usually I try to cram everything into a few days so then I can do other things. I also work at um, a not-for-profit cancer organization, so I try to, I try to, I work, I try to I work there, and then I also am at George Brown College, and then I also do recipe development and food writing and stuff for different publications in Toronto. So while I'm at George Brown College, it is action-packed. All that. Uh, yeah, I'm usually there from uh, about 6 a.m. till about 6 or 7 p.m. Non-stop. I don't get a break. I'm in the lab um, teaching one of the courses in particular that I teach is a large quantity cooking course for nutritional issues, specifically focusing on chronic disease prevention. Um, so yeah, so we get there, pick up the cart with all the food, go up to the lab, get everything ready, get the students organized, and then we then we make some of the the recipes that I've developed over the years with George Brown College that are of course plant based. Okay. Yeah, so that's action packed. That's and then if I'm if I'm lecturing, it'll be usually a three hour mm-hmm. lecture with uh, you know two fifteen minute breaks and some interactive stuff. Usually it'll be like a little demonstration during the. Uh, during the lecture as well, some sort of, you know, like a green smoothie or, you know, dark chocolate or something like that, and then have sample. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's busy, but but a lot of fun. I, I think we have lots of people who come in and they're they're curious about these types of things. So my, my question is, um, for the students who might be interested in potentially, you know, going to George Brown for, a, you know, a continuing ed course or maybe even the, the full diploma program, yeah. What would they What would they be getting out of this out of this program? Like it sounds like they would be doing some recipe testing and that sort of thing. But what what like what type of um, variety of recipes would they be potentially getting out of this? Like, do you have a specific focus on um, like whole foods, or are you more into trying to figure out like different ways of potentially coming up with like the new Beyond Burger, or, or what's your, what's what's your thinking behind that? I love that. So the stuff that I specifically teach is all whole foods, plant-based, and it's all about this, uh, like chronic disease prevention. But I do have components of recipe development. So, for example, with one of the classes that I teach, I have the students come up with a recipe that will potentially be used um, uh, at Gilda's Club, which is the cancer organization I work for. We run a supper club program there. So um, I have the students come up with essentially anti-cancer recipes that will actually be practically used. Um, yeah, so it, and it really depends on what the student wants. There's so many different types of culinary 
diplomas that um, that you can, you know, take. Uh, the one that I, uh, I explicitly teach for is um, called Culinary Management Nutrition. So it's half culinary skills, half nutritional theory. Um, and I, as I said, mainly focus on the, the vegan diet. Okay. Yeah. Great, great information. Have, are you finding that, like, it, it seems to me like there's more and more information out now about veganism and how to eat healthy as as a vegan than maybe there even was 10, 15 years ago. Do you see that there's a continuing almost evolution? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Short answer, totally yes. Even since I began at the college, people were like a little bit curious, a little bit apprehensive about plant-based um, cooking and vegan cuisine. And, and now it's just like, oh, of course. And how can we expand courses, Amy? And even this coming September, we're going to sit down and maybe hash out a vegan course that's that's a full time course. Um, so it's it's and people are no, people know that you can you can live healthfully on a vegan diet. You you, you live even more healthfully, right? Um, on a on a plant based diet, it's not something to be scared of, and uh, and the food is just as tasty or tastier, and and also good for you too. Yeah, so people are open minded. I find it's 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 it's. Surprising, nice, nice, and surprising. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned disease prevention, uh, but you keep referring to cancer. Do you look at other things like osteoporosis? Uh, I have osteoporosis is definitely not one of my areas of expertise, okay. um, but I usually focus on the the the, the major chronic diseases, so heart yeah. disease, cancer, oh. um, diabetes. Um, and obesity are the, are the the areas that I mainly focus yeah. on, but of course osteoporosis osteoporosis comes up as yeah. well. Um, and it's yeah something else that, that can be that uh, you know eating a plant based diet can can help with as well for uh, sure. I was wondering if you knew anything about natto. About natto? Yeah. <laughs> I I don't. Oh. I would love to know more about it though. Okay. Steve uh, is our should, NATO expert. <laughs> we yeah. should look yeah, into it another okay. time. Uh, yeah. Probably not in this uh, call, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get back to that. Yeah, yeah, please, please. Yeah. I mean, links, I'd love to. Actually, maybe <laughs> after the interview, um, uh, Steve and you can uh, chat about NATO. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind. But, well, if, if you have time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, would love I, that. I wouldn't mind picking up the phone and continuing then. Yeah, yeah that would be great. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe we can get back to the the chronic disease prevention because I yeah. think that's a that's a pretty uh, wide ranging um, field there that you have. Yeah. Because um, I think maybe a lot of people are still kind of skeptical about the link of diet to prevention mm. of chronic disease, or they like it's a bit too like hippy dippy. Like, um, <laughs> ca- how do you kind of combat those kinds of attitudes? Like, wh- how yeah. how do you approach that? I think first and foremost, it's food, and it has to taste good. Um, it has to be stodgy and satiating, and colorful and appealing, and you have to feel like you're not missing out on anything. So first and foremost, to get people to eat well. They need to they need to want to eat what you're putting in front of them or what they put in front of themselves. That's 100% um, that needs to happen first and foremost before we can make a switch to um, uh, like an anti-chronic disease diet. Um, so that's that needs to happen first. But um, there's funny that you say that. So I'm in the midst of I'm literally submitting a manuscript next week for uh, an an anti-chronic disease cookbook that's very very heavily evidence based. And so I've just been in this mindset of reading all of this literature, and it's 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 conclusive, and there's so much of it that links um, 
diet chronic disease and and really what we're seeing is focusing on whole foods um you know whole whole grains fruits vegetables nuts seeds legumes good quality protein like tempeh um, tofu edamame um you know complete proteins uh like quinoa like the whole whole food it, it is directly linked to um to chronic disease and then the prevention and management if people have already been diagnosed of chronic disease it's there's, it's it's almost irrefutable at this point and do you emphasize organic food as well or what is your position on that yeah yeah so i touch upon that i mean it, it's complex i my theory is or my or my advice is um Eat the fruits and vegetables. Just eat them, um, whether they're organic or conventionally grown. Just eat them. <laughs> um, if you are able to and your budget allows, go for organic. Um, I always I always recommend staying to, uh, staying tuned to your local grocery store or uh, farmers market for you know what's in season um, in terms of organic, uh, what's on sale in terms of organic. Um, but if you're not able to, um, you know, if it's not affordable for you, then absolutely. Uh, go for the conventionally grown stuff. Um, I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to it. just get the fruits and vegetables into you, essentially. <laughs> yeah. um, and do you work with like uh, like clients like one on one as well? Um, on top of everything else that you do? Yeah, occasionally I do, especially um, especially through the the uh, the clients at um, at Gilda's Club. I do offer one on one counseling. It's not as frequent. I generally like to do. I do big workshops. Um, lunch and learns, culinary demonstrations, and lectures there, so I can reach more people at once. And then we do like, like kind of like this, an informal Q and A. And sometimes people will ask questions that other people may not have thought of, or you know, like, oh, that's really important information information for me to know as well. So I'd like to do the group setting stuff more oftentimes than not if people feel comfortable doing that. Um, but I don't do as much one on one client stuff. Um, I imagine you don't have the time. Have, yeah. What's that? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I imagine you don't have the time. Yeah, it's yeah. an action. It's an action-packed life. <laughs> I have a two. I have a two-year-old. I like to run around yeah. and chase half the time too. So. <laughs> um. So I, I, I think we knew just before the podcast started that you have a, a young child. My yeah. my wife is expecting oh in like God. ten days. Obviously, our kid's going to be raised vegan. Any suggestions on uh, how to how to deal with the naysayers? Yeah, don't. Okay, don't. Yes, well, don't let it get get you upset. <laughs> and this is me talking to myself too. <laughs> don't let it get you upset. Find a pediatrician that um, is supportive and can and, and can give you appropriate advice. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I had I have had some negative experiences, but we've now found a, a a doctor that we really a general practitioner actually. He's not a he's not a pediatrician, but he has. Uh, twins that are the same age as our son so he's very much into child nutrition um so yeah first and foremost find somebody that you trust um that is supportive um and then it's 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 all the same sort of information that everyone is provided making sure that you know your exclusive breastfeeding if you're able to up until six months um continuing to breastfeed up until the world health organization recommends up to two two years um it obviously with and complementary with um, with food, uh, and then you're doing the usual stuff. You're introducing, you know, fruits, vegetables, um, and then you know, an infant, an iron, an iron fortified infant cereal. Um, staying away from, you know, juice and the like sugar sweetened beverages. Yeah. Um, anything that's high in salt. It's all the same sort of information, and then you're giving them protein rich foods, right? So you're looking at 
um, you know, nut butters, seed butters, you're looking at tofu, you're looking at tempeh, you're looking at quinoa, you're looking at buckwheat. There's so many different options. Um, so, yeah, don't stress. <laughs> It'll be fine. Make sure they're getting a wide variety of different things. And, yeah, just, yep. just know in your heart that your child's going to be healthy and Yep. And and you're you're doing the right thing. Awesome, appreciate it. No problem. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank <on> you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I think everything you listed there is is healthier than chicken nuggets. So yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> oh my god, don't even get me started. I, I would hope so. <laughs> uh, so it, it does sound to me though that um, you know on the basis of our conversation that you're in a situation where um, you do have a family which is fairly supportive of what it is that you're doing in terms of how you're, how you're raising your kid. And obviously you've made some, um, <laughs> some impact in, in, you know, your father's life as well too, right? With, with some mm-hmm. switches and obviously Nathaniel's on the same page with you. Yeah. What would you, what would you do in terms of recommending for, for people who might not be in a situation where their families aren't as supportive? Yeah, that's so, it's so hard too, because it's every day, right? Sure. Um, I say just lead, like lead by example, and I'm, I'm sure they've heard this sort of this sort of advice. Lead by example. Again, making food that's really tasty, also really good for you, doesn't help or doesn't, sorry, doesn't hurt. Um, uh, I find that I win most people over with just delicious, delicious, delicious food. They're like, oh, and you know, no animals were harmed in this, and it's also good for you, and 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 the environment and all the things. Um, but don't also don't have the the the, the tricky conversations with people while you're eating. I find that people get really upset. Eating is a very personal thing. And some people just need to, you know, be enlightened in their own time. I find this is my, again, my advice. Other people may may give different advice. But um, I find, particularly with my family, the pushier you are, the less they are receptive of the message that you have to to say. And so, um, yeah, again, just cook, cook, cook. That's how I've kind of won people over is with their bellies. Um, yeah, but it's, it's so tricky. It's such a, and be patient with your family. They may not understand, but maybe one day they will. And then that, that, that aha moment, you guys can bond over some, you know, bacon wings or something. (laughs) (laughs) With families, it's often uh, that they, in a way, don't understand. And, uh, you have to watch out for that ingredient that they, they did, they thought was innocent. Yes. That isn't. Yes. Yes. And, and, and yes. that, that's always a challenge when you're dealing with family members that aren't on board. That yes. They're doing something for you, but they're their own way, and you, you have to be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, yeah, don't make them obviously feel bad, but, like, uh, well, applaud their efforts. Sometimes. Um, and, and sometimes you have to go that extra step. <laughs> yes, definitely. You're getting out over there. <laughs> yeah, we did have a past guest once who um, their push to becoming vegan was their sister shamed them about it, and then they're oh like, goodness. and then they're like, well, okay, I'm just gonna be vegan because of spite, and now they're just like, <laughs> it's a, a, the fat gay vegan who is yeah. uh, based out of yeah. London, and he's done all sorts of amazing like activist work now, and has a book I mean, out now. But he oh, basically is, yeah. it has a really funny chapter in his book about how his sister basically shamed him for becoming like it. and told, and that's how he became vegan. So. That's so funny oh yeah. my goodness see and different people again different people are, are receptive to different messages yep. so that's why i think it's really important to have a, a wide spectrum of different types of vegans right um you have the, the the in your face the activists and you have the people that are maybe infiltrating um say like colleges from the inside <laughs> and making slow change there i think it's important to have every component yeah 
and having a massive event like the Veg Food Fest yeah. is... Yeah. Oh my God, I can't wait. Yes. Um, so I wonder if we could talk a little bit about your presentation. So you're going to be, it's the big, the big Saturday night presentation at 8 o'clock. Um, what can people expect? So it's date night. <laughs> so bring your significant other or your mom or your, your nana or whoever. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a Saturday night, so we're going to have fun. Um, but basically, I'm going to be chat, ta- chatting about how to transition to a ba- balanced, healthy, plant-based diet. Um, and we're also going to be showcasing some of the new and popular cookbooks that are out there. So I'm going to demo a recipe for breakfast, one for lunch, one for dinner, and then we'll have some samples. And then we'll, you know, do any sort of answer any, any sort of questions that you may have. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. So please come out and uh, and yeah, I can't wait to see you. I imagine that the prep for this kind of thing that doesn't phase you at all because you're used to like the large scale like prep. Yes. So I teach a large quantity cooking course, and then I also run a supper club program at Gilda. So weekly, we're feeding you know 100 people at least. I also should mention um, the Toronto Vegetarian Food Bank. I do some I do some work with them as well. They're a wonderful organization. Yep. And again, we're making a large amount of food. Um, but it's 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 important to have good volunteers and good helpers. I have a lot of students that like to, to help out. So I've got a couple that are going to be helping with me on Saturday, thankfully. Oh. Uh, and you mentioned that you have some, some cookbooks. Uh, yeah. So they're not, so you're not going to be previewing from your own cookbook that's coming out? No, you? no. So no, I'm going to, I'm going to be showcasing some of the, the recipes that in, in new and popular cookbooks. But I also, I, I, I select that I have uh, recipes that are similar to, so I can offer some tips uh, in terms of what I would do with my own recipe. Um, yeah, so it won't be maybe next year. Next yeah, year I was gonna say case them from the cookbook. Yeah, next year then you can have copies there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so this year I'll be supporting some of the amazing, amazing vegan chefs that are already out there, um, and just yeah, demonstrating how easy it is, uh, easy and affordable it is to transition to a, a healthy plant-based diet. Um, what are and then I imagine you've been to the Veg Food Fest in the past. Do you have some like specific memories or like tips that you would uh, offer for other people who are attending? Because it can it can be overwhelming. It's it's all happy memories. I remember my first year I moved to Toronto. I moved at the end of August, and then there was just this big, wonderful, welcoming festival for me. Like <laughs> just for you. Later, I was like, what is this place? I love Toronto. Um, that was so many years ago. But anyways, there's so much food to eat, obviously. Um, I always suggest to people to pace themselves <laughs> and maybe do, you know, a couple <clears throat> laps decide what you want. Um, in terms of memories, I'm trying to think. Um, just so many, so many wonderful things, usually food-related, obviously. Um, but, yeah, check out the cookbooks, check out the speakers, check out the demonstrations. I, I, I remember doing it all. Like, I remember going back on my first weekend. I went, I went, I was there on Friday night and Saturday and Sunday the entire time and just, just tried to absorb as much information as I possibly could and eat as much food as I possibly could. So. Yeah. And uh, last year, uh, your husband, who we made a brief re- reference to, is Nathaniel Erskine-Smith, who's an yeah. MP, and he did a talk last year, and he was actually on our podcast last year, so it's really fantastic to have you on this year as well, because we did mention you in the interview yeah, last year. Yeah, ch- chat about some of his um, animal welfare work. Yeah. Uh, it went really well. Yeah, so I'm happy. I'm happy to... to to follow up in, yeah. in the podcast. You. You're a very vegan power family. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. 
Um, and I know that you have a wedding to attend this afternoon. And we mentioned right. bef- before we started recording, we were, we were curious if it was a vegan wedding or not, or what, what they were doing to accommodate you. It is not. It's not a vegan wedding. But my cousin, who is such an angel, she's so lovely. Um, also nutrition based. She's really into. She's really into plant based cooking as well. Um, she has made sure that we have a a a, a, a vegan entree for us. So, so nice. Okay. Um, so, uh, if people want to learn more about what you do, where can they contact you? Oh my goodness! Um, if you check out my website, it's Amelia Eats. Uh, dot com. Uh, I'm all over the place too. I do recipe development for Clean Eating Magazine. So if you type in Clean Eating Magazine, Amy Symington, everything that pops up will be uh, will be vegan. I'm also on the Toronto Vegetarian website, the blog. Um, so I contribute a recipe every other month. Um, yeah, and you can contact me through my website if you if you if you'd like to to say hi or schedule a consultation. Fantastic. And then people can come and check out your demo on the Saturday night of Veg Food Fest at 8 o'clock. And Ew. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Okay, well thanks so much, Amy, for joining us today and taking the time uh, out of, I know, your, your hectic life, um, <laughs> getting getting ready for a wedding with a, a, a two-year-old around as well. He's actually he's staying with his man in this weekend. So. Oh, okay. So it's party time. <laughs> it's parent fun. Yay. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Amy. We'll look forward to seeing you at Veg Food Fest. Wonderful. Yeah. Thanks for having me, and uh, and I hope to see each and every one of, uh, of 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 the listeners out there, but you guys as well. I'd love to to put the the name to the face. We will definitely stop by and say hello. So you've been listening to Veg Out, the Toronto Vegetarian podcast and radio show heard on CJRU 1280 AM, The Scope. Remember, you can listen to past episodes of Veg Out on our app, The Veg Guide, which you can download now. You can email feedback to tva at veg.ca. And for all things about the Toronto Vegetarian Association and Veg Food Fest, you can go to veg.ca. Until next time, Veg Out. Veg Out.